Welcome to another episode of Amen, Brother Ben, the podcast that keeps you focused on God and acting like Jesus. As the election results continue to drag out and people continue to argue and fight, we are called as Christians to live in the light. And so we're going to talk more this week about how exactly we do that. I want to talk talk today about how we should let scripture form the way we think about the world and not vice versa. Yes, it's still not over, ladies and gentlemen. And I know some of you are ready to be done with that, and I get it. And again, there's a part of me that wants to stop talking about it. But as I shared with my church on Sunday and and delivered a message uh, that is kind of the basis uh, for these podcasts this week, except I'm going to get down a little bit deeper, a little more specific each day. Um, but I told him, I said, you know, the church has a duty. It has a responsibility to, and Christians, you know, again, not the church, like just the church building, but the church has in God's people. We have a duty. We have a responsibility to be a prophetic voice in the world around us. And if you don't know what that means, don't get all like, what is he talking about? Prophetic voice. Is he going to start, you know, using crystal balls and stuff? No, here's the thing. We have a duty and a responsibility and the honor and privilege, to be honest, to speak the mind and the words and the truth of God to a world that desperately needs to hear it. All right. And so that means that no matter whether you're a Democrat or a Republican or an independent or yada, yada, whether you're American, whether you're from another country, um, that sometimes you just need to hear the truth. Actually, not sometimes all the time. We just need to hear God's truth, um, and let it penetrate our hearts. Let it guide our lives let it determine our steps. And so I I read this verse last week, and it, I sort of used it as the basis for my sermon. By the way, if you want to go back and listen, because um, I, I go different directions on my sermon than I'll go this week. Like, I'm not just repeating my sermon. But if you go to, uh, well, there's links below in the podcast description to go to our YouTube channel and our Facebook page to grab that sermon if you want to. But I had a, a couple different ways that we're supposed to live in the light. That comes from 1 John chapter 1. Uh, where it says, this is the message that we heard from Jesus, and we now declare to you, God is light, and there is no darkness in him at all. But if we are living in the light, as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other, and the blood of Jesus' son cleanses us from all sin. And so we use that as a kind of a, a centering scripture this week that says, hey, I know that times seem dark, but... God is the light, is in the light, and if we just stick to him, whether he goes down your political party line or not, uh, we will be in the light as well, and we're supposed to live accordingly. And so there's a couple things that we need to do to live in the light. And one of the things I talked about on Sunday was to let Scripture shape our thinking. We have to let the Word of God shape the way we think and and what we do, right? That's what the what First John was telling us. Hey, we heard this message from Jesus, and even though Jesus was gone by the time First John was written, he was ascended and wasn't there on Earth. He had a message that was supposed to resonate and continue on. And even though times changed, by the way, there was political shifts. There was big historic events that happened within the same century as as Jesus, and yet his word 
and his challenges and his uh, guidelines and his teachings stayed the same. And so we have to, as Christians in, uh, in the year 2020 and beyond, we have to let Scripture and God's Word uh, give us our opinions. Because, listen, there's a lot of opinions cir- circulating, but we have to stick to what God has outlined for us and, and make sure that every opinion we have, every thought, every, um, every I don't know, issue that we take sides on, that it, it lines up with Scripture as much as possible. Now, I know that the Bible doesn't give us uh, specific answers for every little thing, thus saith thou shalt, in, the, in that sort of form or fashion, but the Bible is a lot clearer than we would like to make it out to be. There's a lot of people going, oh, I don't know what the Bible says about this. I don't know. What should we think? And it's like, it's obvious. It's in black and white and a little bit of red, right? Like we, we know what we're supposed uh, to let shape our thinking. And so as we, whether you're mad about the election or happy about the election or whether you're wanting to argue or wanting to, to write it off, we have to let scripture define our thinking. By the way, you're like, well, what does that mean? Like that, what scriptures are you talking about? Well, I'm talking about stuff like first Thessalonians five that says, don't return evil for more evil. Yes, somebody on the other side of the aisle probably did something evil to you in the course or to, or to your side uh, in the course of this election. That does not mean we return evil with more evil. That doesn't mean we, we send back more vitriol and more anger and more revenge uh, for what we have uh, encountered. We, we've got to let that define our thinking. We've got to let scriptures like uh, Exodus 23 where it says, don't spread a false report. You shall not join hands with a wicked man to be a malicious witness. There's a lot of, uh, of of things flying around, a lot of rumors, a lot of accusations from both sides. You know, there, there's our, the leaders that were supposed to be setting the pace for us on both sides of the aisle have made some baseless claims and accusations throughout this whole process. And, and Scripture says, no, 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 we're not going to do that. We're not just going to throw everything at the, at the wall and see what sticks. Right, we have to make sure that we are not bearing false witness. That was Exodus nineteen. That's you know, Ten Commandments type stuff. Um, Deuteronomy nineteen tells us this. This is another scripture we should let uh, form our thinking. The judges shall inquire diligently, and if the witness is false witness and has accused his brother falsely, then you shall do to him as he is meant to do to his brother. So you shall purge this evil from your midst. Now this. Considering the new covenant, there are some different applications here from this original Mosaic law back in Deuteronomy. But it's clear that that all this fake news, all this spin, all these false accusations, they are evil. And so we have to make sure we have to let the judges of the land, and that's what's happening right now, is they're trying to figure out which votes are real, which votes count, which votes are there votes that were not being able or were not brought to the table. They want to, they're taking their time to make sure that uh, we have a, a fair election process. So we should be patient. We should be diligent. We should in our, in our prayers for this whole process. You know, we should live what you're like, all right, well, what else? What other what type of scriptures do we need to let um, form our thinking? Well, first John four, four tells us that the spirit who lives in you is greater than the spirit who lives in the world. And so if you're thinking that there's no way, oh, I can't believe so-and-so is in office, or I can't believe that so-and-so won, um, you have to remember that if, if the spirit that is in them is not of God, then it still has no chance, even though it looks like they're winning, even though it looks like uh, things are going well for that particular candidate. It doesn't mean anything because the spirit that lives in you, the spirit of God, is greater than the spirit 
of the world. And so we don't have any reason to be fearful. We gotta, we gotta balance scriptures like Ephesians 4, which says, make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. We should seek and pursue this unity. Uh, but we have to also balance that with Romans 12 too, that says, don't conform to the patterns of this world. So you have to make sure that yes, you are, are not unnecessarily dividing ourselves that you're not just going around looking for arguments, but also don't be a jellyfish and don't not stand for what is uh, from God, right? Not your preferred candidate, not your preferred tax code, not your preferred policy that has nothing to do with your faith, but don't be conformed to the pattern of the world. That just because someone says shut up and get along, if what they're telling you to get along with goes against the word of God, don't shut up. Don't get along. Stand for what God tells us is good and right and stand against the things that are evil. But we do it in a way. We speak the truth in love in all things, right? But here's, and by the way, here's another thing. Again, I, I want us to be together. I want us to, um, to let scripture form our thinking, though, more than just, oh, let's all get along and no one's allowed to fight. Uh, and so that's why we need to uh, remember that all these, if you're going through, I've heard people going, uh, as a as a reason why we shouldn't be I don't know recounting votes and making sure uh, that 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 our um, our process is going well. Well, just we just need to be unified. We just need to be unified. Well, all the calls for unity, uh, as I was looking throughout the New Testament, especially the calls for unity, they they are aimed at the church. They're not aimed at the wider world where there has plenty of things that are uh, against the word of God. Right? Like we need to center around and unify around God and the Lordship of Jesus Christ and the the veracity of Scripture. These are the things that we have to unify on. So, yes, do we want to get along with our unbelieving neighbors? Absolutely. We w- the Bible tells us to love them. The Bible tells us to show love to them. But that doesn't mean that we surrender our backbone. We surrender what we know is good and right and true for the sake of getting along. Do not be conformed to the patterns of the world. Let scripture, the word of God, shape every thought and every opinion that you have. And if you do that, you will be living in the light. That's Amen Brother Ben for today. If you'd love, if you want to get in touch with me, send your comments, concerns, questions to amenben.com. Back with more living in the light and what we can do through prayer tomorrow. I know we talked about prayer all last week, but. You know, prayer is kind of important, so we're going to talk more about it tomorrow. Y'all have a great day. We love you.